limited. Caffeine. And you know what we do. You know how we do. Doc. Marlo. Smooth. Check. I just bought some Bitcoin. I was made to be fly. You can call me Boing. I just caught some real estate. The real estate mint <laughs> sticks is great. I just want the dope. Dressed like I'm so coke. I'm so dope. AM caffeine show. Doc A, let him know. Hey, Marlo. Smooth, I gotta show that I gotta go. Gotta flow. I'm a lunatic on this beat like I'm Dirty Mo. The Rolls Royce, I gotta get that champ. I need the new edition like I'm Ralph Tresvant. And pull up on my team, you know I'm killing the scene. Got a diamond, she fine like Vivian Green. Oh, don't apologize for your blackness. Uh, I'll off your head for this black fist. Uh, and don't get checked acting blackish. Can you burst? No, I'm black AF, ain't no acting. Uh, this Watt City and caffeine. I had to hit up Doc and I ain't taking no vaccine. I keep it smooth selling and Marlo, that's a queen. Talk slick, lose your life faster than you got COVID-19. I mean, 2020, use a clown, but I did make a lot of bread. I guess homie don't play that. It's funny that you say that. I need that Wheel of Fortune, that Rolls Royce. Pat, don't say Jack. These haters whack. Homie, just stick to rap. I'm focused on getting stacks. Andre, 3,000 a day. I don't play. Ice cubes in my chain. O'Shea. <laughs> See, this the caffeine show. It's watch sticks. I'm an east side pro. This West Coast had to let y'all know. Doc Smooth Marlowe, start the show. AM Caffeine Show. AM Caffeine Show up. What's up? It's your boy DLC. It's your girl Marlo J. DJ Smooth Metal D. Welcome, 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 everyone. First and foremost, you guys, before we actually get into the show, I want to make sure that um, I give a huge shout out and condolences, man, to Ecstasy from Houdini. Um, definitely one of those iconic groups, one of those groups that set the tone for rap groups of today passed away. So I have to make sure that. Um, I give condolences, man, because uh, Houdini, like, for me, growing up was one of those groups that um, I always looked forward to seeing perform live, huge mm-hmm. fan of the music, and they're the homies. So I wanted to make sure I, I gave condolences to everyone um, from the Houdini family. So shout out to them. Um, so what's going on, you guys? What, what, what's, what's happening, Marlo J? What's up? Nothing. I'm just over here looking cute. You see my new hair? <laughs> a whole lot. Who's looking cute? Don't try me, Doc. You know who looking cute. You see me? I mean, so you have so much more hair from the last okay, time that I saw you. And the killer oh. is that you gonna ask me, you asked me earlier, whose is it? Yeah, whose hair, <laughs> Who's hair is that? Whose hair is that? It's my, what? I know there's like a, a cheetah or a hyena, something running You're around. Out of, upset. You see these curls? Do y'all see these ringlets? What animal you know got these ringlets besides me? <laughs> Smoke day, what's popping? What's up, man? Uh, we just getting started, but every uh, already we got some check in. We got check ins from Justice Ronimo. We got uh, check in from Jamie. Everybody's checking on the social media. Want to see what's what's cracking with the AM Caffeine Show today? Justice Today, man, we have a we have royalty. Like we've had some athletes on the show, right? But not to this. Not anybody like this. Not Go to ahead. this degree, right? Heisman Trophy winner, um, Rookie of the Year recipient, over 10,000 yards. I mean, there's so many accomplishments and accolades. We don't even have that much time. But for him to take time to hang out with the AM Caffeine Show speaks volumes. And Marlo J, I don't even know how he did it for you. I don't, I don't know what to, that's about. Uh, because we friends. The fact that you even know somebody. People like me. People like me. I have a, I have a good friend. Wow. I, and I'm got to find, I don't know how that happened. And they're real I, I, friends. I feel I'm sorry like for him. I feel sorry for friends. him. But today, <laughs> man, the one and only. And I'm saying it here now, future Hall of Famer. Uh, it's coming up. <laughs> when you look at the numbers and the amount of years that he had put into the league, there's no question that he uh, will not get no into question. the NFL Hall of Fame, the one no. and only Eddie George in the building today. In the building! Uh, thank Eddie you, thank George, you, George, what's up, man? Thank you. 
Hey, man, I'm blessed and highly favored, man. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for the love, Doc, Smooth. Thank you for the, for the love, Marlo, the homie. Thank you for having me come on tonight. You know, it's, it's funny that um, you started off the show sending out your condolences to, to Ecstasy and the Houdini family. You know, I grew up on that in that era with a young LL Cool J who did right. the Fat Boys run DMC. Uh, K, you know, PSK. I mean, it's just it, it hurt. This one really just kicked us in the gut, and right. it, was, it was crazy. I uh, I reached out to Marlo maybe two days ago, just saying, "Listen, I'm just calling, reaching out, say, listen, I love you." You know what I'm saying? And I, this has been a, a hard year for everybody with all that's going on. It started off with Kobe, and then uh, the COVID nineteen situation, the social unrest, and we lost Chadwick Bozeman and a list of other people. Yes. And I just said, you know what? Tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. I mean, I'm in great health. I feel great, but you never know. So, hey, I salute you. I want to give you a rose right now. How you doing? Let's talk some shit. You know, let's, yeah. let's keep it light, you know, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, this time is really, I mean, listen, I, I drink, typically drink tequila, and I, I drink like white liquors now in my now I'm in my forties with, with with the Tito's and all that. But tonight I'm drinking brown. I'm going oh, back old back old school because it's just that so brown crazy. liquor. Yo, that it's brown right. liquor ain't no pump. They don't even know Eddie. Neither one of them drink. They don't right. I'm a D. I'm a I'm a I'm a DJ, so I've seen the effects of both. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Dark that, that, liquor, dark liquor brings on. Like, you, you, you had some really bad decisions, right? Right. You regret it. Emotional. It sticks with you like luggage. Right. When I first started drinking dark liquor, I first started drinking was dark liquor. When I first started drinking, I would when I would get drunk, I would start to cry, <laughs> and then apologize. So then I'm it was a, a crying thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then tell everybody I love them. You know, and I don't mean no harm. I'm sorry. Wow. I love you. I don't mean any harm. Hey, I, I think our comments are down with that brown liquor too. Somebody shouted out some scotch in the house. They're drinking tonight. Yes, sir. Some yes, scotch. Sir. Yeah, I somebody like owes some scotch. Be, I gotta, you got to be on Mad Men. Whose auntie is that? <laughs> no, that's my <laughs> friend, brother Norbert. He said he on the scotch right now. Right now, wow. <laughs> What him name again? Norbert. No, it figures. Norbert. <laughs> <laughs> what Norbert else? What else would a Norbert Scott. drink? Right, and he's from Atlanta. Yeah, he's either on Scott, Scott or Crown Royal. A, a Norbert is on one of the two. <laughs> and, and he got a cigar on deck. He good. Nice. Hey, that's that's how you do it. Yeah. Listen, there it is. Um, AM Caffeine Show. Eddie George in the building. So, before we kind of get into some some background, I, I do have a quick question. Um, you know, records are meant to be broken, right? But let's mm -hmm. keep it all the way 100, Ed, today. <laughs> you had a record that was just broken by Trey. What's Trey? Sermon, right? That's the last Sermon, name? yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the politically correct thing to do is what you did. Congratulations, my dude. But deep down, and we only have like seven <laughs> viewers, so nobody really knows. Don't you be like, man, damn, why did he break my record? Like, for real, when nobody's looking, how do you feel about that? You damn right. Oh, <laughs> shit. I mean, he's in, he's in, the back, in the back of his mind, he's like, I not, hope they find a not 50 Not in the calendar. back of my mind, the front of my mind. I'm like, somebody, I'm like, how the, how the hell are they going? How does this happen? Like, how do you just go out here and, and just lay down? Right. I'm looking at Northwestern's defense like, Really? Like really? Word. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, oh my yeah, God. like I, I, I didn't know about it because I was in Philly uh, visiting my parents. I was flying back to Nashville and the game was on and you know, I wasn't really paying attention to it. So I go on the plane, I sit down on the plane and I'm getting these text messages like, yo, he's about to break your record. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, really? Word? Like, man, 300? Like, he's doing that? I turn it on, he right at 3.32. We're like, right. oh, six minutes right. to go, right? So I'm like, all right, there might be a shot that, you know, they'll score here. Northwestern will kind of, you know, put a drive together and they'll run out the clock. All right, you had a great day. All right, right. Fourth and four, Northwestern goes for it right at the 40-yard line. 
enough room for him to get it, right? They don't get it. A minute 30 left. And I'm like, okay, the game's over. Let's take a knee and go home. And go home, right. Let's go home. Let's just go home, right? Ball off to the young boy, and I'm like, no! Nah! <laughs> <laughs> no! Like, no! I was like, damn! No! <laughs> I said, uh, I said, damn! I said, really, God? I said, all right, you know, that was my last record that that was coming down. I had the single season rushing record that went down last year to J.K. Dobbins. My, uh, I was second behind Archie Griffin and all all career yards that went down. But you know what, man? Twenty-five years is a hell of a run. Absolutely. And, you know, I posted the number. It's for everyone to be etched in stone, and uh, if that if that can spark a young man's career, his confidence, and, and and give him the blessings that you know this career afforded me, then so be it. You know, right, right now it, it would have really bothered me if I was still living on that mountain. Right. So yeah. I left that mountain. Now I'm doing some other things. I'm trying to get 300 yards in the world of business. I'm trying to get a hall of fame in business and, and entrepreneurship and entertainment and education and changing lives. So right. that's where I'm at right now. So right. it's from that, from looking at it from that perspective, I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done it. Congratulations. But still though, I'm pissed. Right. <laughs> but it's all good. When, when you broke, when you broke Earl Campbell's record, who is my favorite football player of all time, I grew up a Houston Oilers fan because of Earl Campbell. When you broke Hello. his record, did he reach out to you and say congratulations? Earl don't watch football. Earl congratulated me when I won the Heisman. Okay. And but well, he don't he doesn't give a shit about him. <laughs> he, I'm pretty sure Earl don't even know we had the record. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He don't keep in touch with like that. I mean, we, we Earl and I we, we talk to this day. We do we're doing business together. Um, but he doesn't watch pro football at all. And he watched college football. He still, you know, loved, loves talking about the Texas Longhorns and all that. So mm-hmm. he never reached out, nor was I looking for it. But I think, you know, in this, in this time in my life, I look at how I'm building a bridge for other kids to, to do great things. And, right. and so they can navigate, not make the mistakes I've made. And to also congratulate, because you don't want to be that one old hating ass <laughs> athlete they all, they all them damn young know. whippersnappers. Yeah, it's no, it's no, so no. much easier you, you now. You to get so good defense. You, <laughs> it wasn't no dogs in that defense. And, right, right. You know, being a hating dude, you know, like I'm like yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna congratulate you, but but deep within though, uh, in the back, like niggas. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's real. That's real. Uh, well, um, aside from the, of course, the Super Bowl, what is Aside from the Super Bowl and the whatever conference championship, what is mm-hmm. the best trophy to get in the NFL? Oh, wow, in the NFL? Uh, it will be like MVP um, by your peers. The MVP is, is equivalent to uh, winning a Heisman Trophy in the NFL. Uh, outside of winning the, like the Lombardi Trophy, um, a rushing title, uh, or, or having a title at your position, winning the passing record for that year or winning the uh, title for receiving yards, rushing yards, and so forth. Um, that would be it. You know, I would definitely say that. But I haven't I hadn't accomplished that. Uh, I was close. You know, I came in third in MVP. Um, shit came within six inches of time for uh, a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I'm always I'm always coming up just a just a little bit. You're like, oh, if there's all these areas like shoes. Only if this was horseshoes. <laughs> yeah, like damn, like word, like God, come on, man. Let me just get one. Like, you know, but hey, it is what it is. But um uh but that that's what I would say, Marlo. That's what that's what it is. I would also ask, do you remember your rookie year and and if that was the same year that you you had you suddenly had a ton of money at your disposal, do you remember that year or that situ that situation and what your what you thought at that time that you realized was hmm. not? That's a great question, Marlo. Um, 
my rookie year, I got drafted by the Houston Oilers. So there was like speculation that Houston, the Oilers would be moving to another team, to another city. And when I came from Ohio State, and you know, Ohio State is Ohio State, like that's the, you know, and all, all facets, socially, all of it. Right. So in the league, when I got to Houston, I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be an upgrade. So I get there, and it was like our facilities was like in a, like a like an office building, like honestly, like an old post office. Right. And I'm like, damn, okay, at Ohio State, you know, we got these big, huge meeting rooms, breakout rooms for each position. We have individual seats. We have a a game, a game helmet and a practice helmet, game pads and a practice pads. We got an array of shoes, selection, all of that. Right. In our training room, we have a big, huge whirlpool and ice tubs and this. So I get to Houston and it's the old post office. Right. (laughs) This is professional. This is the NFL. There's one tub, one tub for for the the, the hot tub and the cold tub was the same tub. (laughs) And you had to schedule time to get in there. Okay. All right. So go in the locker room and I'm saying, well, where's the equipment? Well, there was a bin with jock straps in it. Just a bunch of jock straps. So you had to pull, go in, pull out the jock strap, shake it off, the lint, eyes, and be like, all right, this is going to be mine. No way. So, no, this is the true story. NFL? So, <laughs> this is the NFL. So that's when I knew that shit was different in the NFL at that time. I mean, I caught in the league where guys were smoking cigarettes in the parking lot before practice. I mean, wow. just having casual cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, even at halftime. I mean, this, this is the league that I was coming into. So it was really a strange environment. So, um, you know, for me, when I got in the league, I was so focused on uh, just just being the best. I wanted to be like Jerry Rice. I wanted to be like Lawrence Taylor. I wanted to be like Walter Payton mm-hmm. and, you know, really become a master of my craft. And that's what I just really focused on. So having money at that particular time was awesome, but uh, my, my, my uh, priorities were different. You know what I mean? I, I wanted something greater. But when it was time for me to cut up in the off season in Houston, and I'm going to say this. It went down. Houston. <laughs> hey, if you got some eight ball and MJG, just right. rock that right down for me. Yeah. Houston. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. Boing. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, when that came on in the club. It went a little something like this. Space age pimping. Oh god! Hey, that was the anthem. Man, the anthem. And when I walked in the club, I understood then why football really wasn't a priority. Why the facilities the way it was. Mm. That no matter what, you was gonna get love in Houston. And I fell in love with Houston. You know, it was it was amazing. They loved Houston Oilers. The women um, were. We're loyal. They, they're, they're huge fans. Um, there was a, a, a lot of them, um, and they were very friendly. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, hey, what a uh, great combination! So, There's a lot of them. That and was the funny. most polite way to say. Hey, it let was me tell you, hose. It was mad right. hoses. There's a lot of them. I didn't say that. Way. And they're friendly. I know what that is. Hey, bro, there were, in, there, were in, there, were in, there were NBA players that had their homes, their residents that played in uh, L.A., that played in Philly, that played in all over the country, but they lived in Houston for one specific reason, one specific, specific reason only, and that was it. And I, and I understood it. So that, that was like my rookie year. It was eye-opening. Uh, it was a wonderful experience, but uh, I had to really get my priorities straight.
out, out, so outside of the extracurricular, what was the biggest, what was the, the biggest difference from mm-hmm. college football and professional football? Was it the yeah. speed? What, what was it that you had to like, oh, no, this yeah, is Doc. real? Yeah, Doc, great <laughs> question. It, it was definitely the speed of the game. Um, you know, college football was fast. Like when I, when I had, when I, when I went from high school to college and I saw how fast everybody moved, I was overwhelmed. I, I had no patience. I, everything was like moving like this in front of my eyes. And then it kind of slowed down from in the NFL. It was just like that. My first practice where I had to take like a uh, go outside is like an outside zone. And there was a pulling guard. Bruce Matthews at the time was like going into his 90th year in the NFL. He was ancient. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, this guy, I have to wait on him to pull. I got to, right. know, I got to slow down my steps. So they call to play. Boom. Go to the line of scrimmage, blah, 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 run it off. I get the ball. Bruce is 10 yards ahead of me. I'm way behind. Right. Wow. You're like, damn. <laughs> so I was like, shit. Slow right? down, big fella. And, catch him. and then the defensive lineman was right on his ass. So they right, I, I got a game for the no yards. Right. My first couple carries. So the speed of the offense and defensive lineman was unbelievably flat, fast for me. So that's, that's the biggest difference. And the guys in the NFL, you know, they study. There's no tendencies. Right. And there, there's the little nuances of the game that, that, that they pick up on. So you can't get away with staring at where you're going to go. You got to look things off and, and get your vision right. You know what I'm saying? It's just little things like that that you got to pick up on. Because if you, if you look at what you're, where you're going, they'll pick that okay, off. You're telegraphing. And it's, it, yeah. it's good night. It's good night. You can lose your life out there. So it's, it's, um, <laughs> it was definitely – uh, an eye-opening experience because you got some savvy veterans who weren't necessarily who may have lost a step, but they gained a step by what they knew up here, so they could be mm. in the right place, right time, and right position. How how does a coach? How do you teach that? Like, how do you teach those little? How do you teach somebody how to study film and study? You know, study like people's tendencies. How do you teach that or some of that kind of? already innate that you kind of just pick up like this is this is how you learn when you go into your first game and you just rely on pure raw talent and don't really pay attention to the nuances of the game or really study a defense and know their tendencies and what they're doing as you go out there and tell you okay don't like stay front side go front side to outside because as you go back side that safety is going to knock the shit out of you Mm-hmm. So you think you are, I, I know what I'm doing. So guess what? You go to your hole, you see it, but there's a gaping hole backside. You're like, what is he talking about? Right. There's a huge hole backside. I'm going I'm to go backside. So you go backside and guess what? The safety's under your chin. You get knocked out. Right. So that's how you learn. So that's when the next day <laughs> you, got, you go into the you film know, room. You you're like, you know what? <laughs> let me, let me study this a little bit. Better. A little bit better. And right. Really? understand what's going on because again only only experience is your great teacher and when you're on that level um you've gotta you've gotta take time to be a student of the game like there's a, a young man that's struggling right now i won't name any names or a certain team who's a um who was a rookie in his second year quarterback um oh yeah who, he plays for who again um what was the team he plays for don't worry about it <laughs> you figure it out but he, had, he fails to realize that, you know, th- your success is in the film room. Right. Your success is not just out to you slinging the ball. You got to look safeties off. You got you to learn how to read defense. You got to manipulate the defense. You got to become the offensive coordinator on the field and right. see things and slow it down. So that's where that comes in. So you got to really be a student of the game before you go out, step out in the field. Right. Um, go ahead, Marlo. I mean, I'm, oh, okay. I was, because that is, that, okay, that, never mind. That, that's got me thinking of other stuff. Anyway, I wanted to ask you more about, <laughs> so you, you sang in, when you did Chicago on mm-hmm. Broadway. Mm-hmm. Has that sparked 
any interest in you to get into the recording a business? And will you be doing any more plays or movies or films or? Marlo, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna get no recording studio. That's that's my <laughs> wife. She does that shit. I mean, you know, I was acting prior to jumping on uh, the Broadway stage to do Chicago. I was doing some stuff locally for about five, six years here in Nashville. Um, did did uh, Shakespeare, did um, Othello, did uh, Julius Caesar, um, a few other dramatic plays and. You know, for me, you know, when I jump into a, a new profession, I'm going to, I want to learn everything there is about it. Mm-hmm. So as a performer or an actor or even a commentator, I really wanted to work on my voice, my delivery and so forth. So I sought out acting lessons and singing lessons to really work on the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not work for TV, <laughs> but, it did work. For but it worked for television and as a result of going and taking the singing lessons and singing the songs and doing that stuff that I thought was stupid then paid off. Cause my acting coach always said, Oh, you have a singing voice. You should be, you should do this role on Broadway in Chicago called Billy Flynn one day. And I'm like, Norman, look, let's just go through these, these voice lessons so I can just, you know, have more of a, a have voice awareness mm-hmm. and in terms of my speaking voice. So there was uh, after, um, I think it was in 2014, I was doing this play called um, The Whipping Man. And it's a really deep, dark, dramatic play that's in the Civil War time. And I played the, the role of this, um, of this, uh, of this slave and, and who, who was also practiced uh, Jewish, the Jewish custom of, um, um, what is it, of, of, of a Seder uh, around the holiday. And um, long story short, you know, it was a deep, dark play and we're in the middle of rehearsals and I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I, I got to go see something uplifting, something light, something fun. Um, what can I go do? Well, ironically, the travel show for Chicago was in town. So I was invited out by the president of CPAC and she invited me out to her and her husband. I'm invited to this play. So I'll go check it out. And I was aware of it because of Richard Gere and all that. So I'm sitting there in the first act, you know, I'm thinking, all right, this is a fucking musical. And you know, let's see where this goes. And I'm looking on stage and I'm saying, a dude that's playing Billy Flynn, like, damn, he's having a good time up there. I'm like, all right, real smooth, the manly role. You know, he's not, you know, doing any demi plies or dancing across the stage. I'm like, that looks like fun, right? And, you know, as this play goes on, I'm enjoying more and more of it. And I said out loud, I said, you know what? I would love to play the role of Billy Flynn one day. And then she says to me, can you sing? And like naturally, like anything else, I said, I'll figure it out. I said, yeah, I can sing. I took some lessons. I've been singing before, right? <laughs> she says, well, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to call the producers after the show, because I know them really well, and see if I can get you audition. You know, when somebody says that to you, you like, all right. Yeah, yeah whatever. Right. Yeah, right. So she did that. Two weeks later, she calls me and says, Eddie, I talked to Barry Weisler in New York City, the lead producer for Chicago, and he knows about your, you being a football player, but he's about you being an actor. And I got you to, get, to do an audition in New York City um, to, to, for the role of Billy Flynn. I'm like, really? She said, yeah, really? I said, so when? In about two weeks. And I hadn't, granted, I hadn't had a singing lesson in a year. And I'm like, wow. oh, shit. <clears throat> so I said, you know what? I got to go do it because it's Broadway. Why right. not, right? So I got my songs together, get my acting coach, get all the songs together. And it's like in November of 2014, never forget it. Go to New York in November. And I said, you know what? I know I'm going to fuck up the notes. I know I'm not <laughs> a great singer. But I'm going to go with my top hat on, my suit. Look the whole role, character. Flynn, the yeah. whole character. So I go to the Ambassador Theater on 42nd Street in Broadway, go in the bowels of the theater, right? And immediately, I'm intimidated. Listen, I played in Michigan Stadium. I played in Baltimore. I played in the Black Hole. I played <laughs> in all these venues in the NFL and never was shook. But I walked into this, into this theater. I was... I was like, Usher was on the stage, Wayne Brady, all these guys. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing up here, right? <laughs> so I, said, fuck it. I said, one way or no, whether this is going to be a great story. So I go up, and the piano player comes out. He's very professional. He sits down at the piano, and it's a dark theater. All the lights are on. 
and and nobody's in the audience it's just me him and a couple other people and he's warming up very professional doing the keys he's like all right mr george we're gonna start at the top we're gonna start with all i care about is love what key are you in Gee, I got keys in my pocket. Uh, yeah, right. I got my car keys. So we figured out the key, right? So I do the key and we start with all I care about is love and this and that. And then, you know, I was kind of nervous. So we started from the top again and I go through my sides, the acting coach. I'm just having a good time, just having a good time doing everything. And about after 30 minutes of going through the songs, the sides, I hear this clapping like this. And it's Barry Weissler. He's walking down center aisle. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That was excellent. Let's do it. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. My I love that. All your people. And I was like, really? We'll be on Broadway? So you're going to be on Broadway. <laughs> wow. And that was in 2014, right? Bananas. I didn't hear from that man until 2016. Oh. <laughs> so two that's years? how Broadway works. It took two years, two years. to get on there. Yeah. Yeah, but the moral of the story is I didn't stop preparing right. from that mm. point on. I didn't hear from him. I kept kept the faith, kept working on my songs, kept doing it, and I came back stronger than I did that first right. day. So when the time was right, I was ready to go. Yeah. Wow. How many how many shows did you do? Man, I did uh I did eight uh, eight, six weeks on Broadway, and then I started to do the traveling shows. So I would travel to Toronto, uh, LA. I did LA with Brandy, actually. Wow, uh, Barlow, did you come to that show? I saw that, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, Barlow came to that show. I did LA, I did um, uh, uh Dallas, Houston, ironically. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I've been all over the country doing it, and uh, with the exception of, of course, this year. So, you know, given the right opportunity, Marlo, uh, the right role, and um, where I'm at in my life, I would love to go back on stage and do some more stuff. Wow. I mean, I, I give so much respect for folks who do Broadway, like, because that live theater, that that's something, because, like, if you mess up, like, Oh yeah. How many times did you mess up and try to figure out how <laughs> to recover? Oh God. Um, and what's more, worse? More a, what's worse? <laughs> or messing up on stage on Broadway? Messing up on stage on Broadway. My first play I did was uh, "God's Trombones" by James Weldon Johnson. It was um, it was the creation, and it was an ensemble we had to do. My word, my lines were. Let me see if I remember. And God himself stepped down with the sun in his right hand and moon has let the stars cluster about his head and the earth under his feet. And God walked where he trode, hallowed the valleys out and bulged the mountains up. That's all I had to say. That's all I had to say. You know it now. <laughs> right now. But I was on stage. My back was to the audience. And, and, and every person had to deliver a certain line. And there was like African drums going on. And it was African dancing and streamers. And they're doing all this shit. And then, you know, doing all this I'm, I'm, yeah, and it's a packed house. It's like one night only. And it was hyped up that Eddie George is going to be on stage for his <laughs> grand debut, right? So everybody's in there. My people in there. My wife is in there. And then it was time for me to come down and deliver my line. The African drum was going. And they go quiet, right? <laughs> and I walk down center stage. And I see the lights. I feel the heat of the lights. And I can see, like, my my wife in the audience like this, like Marla was just going like, oh shit, like what is this nigga gonna do? Like, oh. She's like, oh I my see, god. Uh -oh. I see my boys in the back, Steve McNair and them like, ah, oh, you Denzel now. Okay, let's see this, right? And I said, and God himself stepped down with the sun in his right hand, the moon in his left. The sky is blue. The sun is out. The green, the pastures is green, and the animals are playing. And God said, that's good. And I walked off the stage. Wow. <laughs> so they, they didn't know I fucked up, but right. the problem knew. So right. that's but what you, you sold do. it. You made it up. You sold it. Yeah, you yes. sold it. 
Oh, I was so right there. Back on that stage again, man. I ain't gonna go back on that stage again. That was equivalent <laughs> like jump, bungee jumping, boy. That was ah. Uh, when you went man. back, what did the cast say? Oh, they was laughing their ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it was no support. It was like, oh no, Eddie. It was like walking the theater. Right, right, awesome. right. <laughs> oh, you want to act? Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Oh, they was laughing their asses off. Boy, I will never forget that. Oh, Larry. All right, so I'm in the comments right now. We have a question about doing TV. Uh, would you ever consider doing more reality TV? Nah, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm my, my, you know, my wife loves reality television. Um, and I've done it. You know, we did I Married a Baller. Uh, she's done a few of her shows. And it's not really reality. It's scripted reality. Mm-hmm. It's scenarios we want to set you up. And, you know, I don't, I don't particularly care for it because it's not truthful. And I don't want someone to get the wrong idea like this, this is not who I am. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be acting then. I'm like, this is not, I really don't want to be doing this shit. So, you know, you want to look for a certain beat, but they don't understand that my, I still have to go home to my wife after this. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to get this little moment right, for, the, right. for the drama. And then I got to deal with this shit later on and beyond. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, reality is cool for, for those that, that dig it, but I don't, I don't really dig it. So no. There it is. Wow. Um, so we, you talked about Broadway, um, and I know that, like you said, there's other businesses that you want to excel in, right? Because after post post retiring, you went back and you went back to school. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. How difficult was that after playing for the amount of years that you did? Like, because that's all school is a whole different type of discipline. Was it was it hard to go back? Actually, it, it wasn't. Because it was on my dime. Right. Mm. It was on my dime. I can pay so, I can pay tuition, so it was like I got it. I'm right. there. <laughs> no, so no no. Meaning that I, I'm gonna show up to class. I'm right, right. You're not gonna waste I'm it. I'm gonna study. Yes. I'm not gonna waste it. So I went back in two thousand four, got my finished up, got my master I got my degree in um landscape architecture from Ohio State, started my own landscape architecture business, didn't really understand the business side which inspired me to go get my master's in business from Kellogg School of Management. So that, that was it. So it was kind of funny that, you know, I was studying to be, to be an actor because those opportunities were being handed to me, but also the impetus or the, the whole crux of it is um, you're in the entertainment business. Uh-huh. So I had to understand business principles and take my work ethic that I took from football, my principles from football, everything that I learned in, in terms of what made me who I am in football and apply that now to a new craft and business, understanding that. So I wanted not only to be in front of the camera, but also behind the camera, also be the producer, also identify what recurring revenue opportunities that there were for my talent. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just, you know, going to be the talent and get, get a one-off. How can I figure out ways I can make money while I sleep? and uh take my passions with that so um i've, I've made different transitions I've, I've made some pivots from different businesses and and now uh, my core business what i do outside of the entertainment stuff is wealth management um like we talked about in the beginning you know when as a rookie i didn't say this you know i you know i had uh, a significant amount of money but that was almost taken away from me from a, um, a scrupulous um uh, financial advisor and again, you know, me wanting to be a bridge builder, I wanted to learn that and, and try to prevent other athletes from walking down that same path and be a, a really true agent of change and be someone that can be trustworthy, honest, and have a lot, high level of integrity and, and help, help out people in their, in their finances. So I started my own wealth management business about four or five years ago, got my Series 7 license, 66 and all of that health, wealth licenses now, and that's what I do uh, full-time outside of my entertainment world. Wow. Um, go ahead, Marlo. You have two full-time jobs. 
You got that's half the two. That's two. Well, you, you got well, a you know whole what? damn company, and you have a full time. You probably have much of a full time job in entertainment because aren't you doing still still doing like commentary and stuff? Well, no, I'm not on Fox anymore. That's I, I've done that. Been there, done it. Um, I, I I do some stuff for Sirius XM. Uh, things according to my schedule. It's not full time. Those are opportunities. I mean, I still talk about the game. I still I still love the game. But um, my core business is is definitely, um, you know, helping young entrepreneurs in, in terms of uh, financial services and helping people with their finances and um, how underinsured you may be and how you can build wealth through insurance, uh, identifying different platforms to put your money in. This, if you had a, a surplus and so forth, uh, understanding tax laws and so, and, and so on. So th- those are the things that I do now. And there's an there's a entertainment element behind that, you know, where I can host a podcast talking about these specific things mm-hmm. and using my stories and using me as the, the classic case study of what not to do and what to do. And a slew of, of my former teammates, <laughs> what to do and what not to do. Right. And it can be applied to, it, it, to the everyday person. So, um, you know, I don't like to say a job because a job sounds like, like uh work you work for somebody uh, that's not what i meant well, well you, i do i work i have a team of people but what i'm saying is i i, I want to live my life passion i want to live my life work in terms of when i wake up i would do it for free i right. love doing enjoy it. it versus yeah. i enjoy it versus saying god i gotta go on and do the show do today yeah you know what i mean so yeah when you when you made that decision and that deter that you came to like, you know what, this is, I'm done with football. <clears throat> First of all, where were you when you finally made the decision, like, I'm done, I'm not, this is it, I'm retiring, I'm not playing anymore. And when you did that and made that decision in your mind, did you then start to think of, okay, this is what I want to do next? Like, did you have a post plan once you mm-hmm. made the, the decision to retire? Doc, um, that is such a, a great question because you you know that day is coming, and for me it happened faster and quicker than I thought, mm-hmm. and it hit home harder than I thought. I thought that I could retire, you know, after 15, 16 years. I felt great, but in the NFL, the NFL stands for not for long, right? And it's a young man's game. Mm-hmm. And in the terms of how, how you get paid and veterans versus rookies and so forth, um, I found out <clears throat> after I left Tennessee, I went to Dallas. <clears throat> and I kind of felt like I had some more juice in me. So I wanted to see what the free agent market was going to be like. Um, when I kind of realized that it wasn't going to happen was when it was somewhere like August, July of 2005. And I just been busting my ass on the track, getting ready, hoping for an opportunity, praying for an opportunity, visualizing another opportunity. Um, and I'm waiting for my agent to call me with my flip phone mm-hmm. at my kitchen table. <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and never got a call. Wow. And I was like, shit. Damn. How did that work? Were you depressed, angry? Like, what was that emotion? I was, it was all, all of it. I think initially it was shock, um, anger. Um, it was, uh, I displaced that energy into to, to things that were unhealthy mm-hmm. for me at the time. Uh, my wife was pregnant with my youngest son. And she was dealing with postpartum depression and shit, and me dealing with the, you know, my shit. It wasn't a happy household. So that was, you know, going out the war outside and bringing the war back in was was not wasn't it. Um, so it was very difficult, and I had to seek out, you know, counseling and say, look, I'm struggling in this area. I can't get through this by myself. And you never get over that. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, it happened 15 years ago, and I still seek counseling. I still right. check in. 
right. I still have to 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 really say divorce myself from that mindset because it was such a huge part of my life. Right. It was literally you're building and creating this human being, this persona. And and for, for 31 years, I dedicated my life to that. I gave my blood, sweat, and tears and guts to this shit. And to have it end the way it did, not on my terms, right? really, really hurt me. And I'm like, well, damn, how can I, what can I do next? What am I going to do? Well, first of all, who am I? Mm-hmm. I'm no longer the football player. So I couldn't attach myself to that identity because that identity died. And if I did that, if I stayed married to that, I would physically at some point die along with that. Right. Meaning that substance abuse, you know, um, gambling, whatever's going to fulfill that void inside of you that was destructive was going to take over. Right. So, you know, I had to delve back into my spirituality. I had to uh, rely on uh, my faith uh, and, um, you know, my family to really pull through that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's an ongoing thing that never ends. Right. And some guys deal with it than others. You know, some guys get in the game because they, 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 they want the platform and that's okay. But I played the game for, for different reasons was to be great at it and to be the best to win championships and, and to leave on my terms, but this didn't happen that way. Right. Um, well, not, you know, playing nine years, but the accomplishments that you had on the field um, are, you know, over 10,000 yards. So you're averaging, you know, over a thousand yards a year for nine years. That's, that's such a serious accomplishment. When you were there, did you feel like, were you overworked by that franchise? Do you feel like they put so much on you to, you know, carry that team? Did, did it feel heavy? You know what, man? Um, I, I wanted that. I wanted it. You know, when some people say you don't want that smoke, well, I wanted that smoke. Uh-huh. I wanted to carry the franchise. I wanted the ball in my hands. I wanted it, 33, you know, 300 times a year. You know, I welcomed that challenge. I trained for that challenge. Mm-hmm. I prepared for it. So, you know... When people say, well, you didn't ran into the ground, you're damn right they did. Because I ran myself into the ground. Right. <laughs> you know, I would have been bitching on the sidelines if I wasn't in on a lot of those plays, if I wasn't getting there 25 times a game. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what you live for. And you just deal with the consequences that come along with it. You know, um, somebody asked me the question today, do I think a running back, should, should they do a pitch count and all this cute stuff? And should they – let him rest. But you got a small window to define your career and define <laughs> right. your legacy. Right. I don't got time to be worried about, uh, I have 15 carries. Oh, take me out of the game now, coach. I, <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I want to preserve my knees, my mind, and my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> and what is that? I, I've, I've reached my threshold for the day. Nah. <laughs> nah. Like, right. I'm only expecting to I did 15. Right. <laughs> right. Who does that shit? You know? You only have only a small window to become a champion in this league. Right. And you gotta you gotta address it, you gotta attack it. And if it requires you to carry the ball four hundred times, then so be it. If it don't, it don't. Right. So that's how I that's how I looked at it. Right. Smooth Marlo. Who who is your number one running back of all time? Man, boy, smooth day. You you ooh, that's a rough one. And it just is. one, because you know a lot of times you like you'll try to cheat. Well, you know, no, right. just one. You know, I mean, the I, man grab his drink. Yeah, here you know. I mean, I look at it like this. I look at it like I look at it like this. Everybody throws out top five, top fives. To me, it's harder relegating a top five. Just shoot like. You're number one. Bam. So smooth. I have mine. I think I know who yours is. You know who mine is. Smooth. Well, it depends on the flavor of the month. Like, like, like it depends. It's like, like Baskin and Robbins. You, it's so many flavors to pick and choose from. So for me, what inspired me was Walter Payton. Ah, that's that's smooth D's. All time. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this real quick so you see that my bullshit here. 
See, you see that? Oh, oh there it is. So, so, so sweetness was sweetness. definitely, yeah, definitely my because I, I used to study his face. Yeah, no, sweetness was the a. Hey, Walter Payton was no punk. He was Sweet. no joke. Where was he from? He played in Chicago. He played for the He's Bears. From, yeah, he played for the Bears. He's he from Mississippi. Played at Win- Mississippi. Yeah. Played at Jackson State University. Jackson State. Of all places. Yes. Minus Earl Campbell. Um, coming out of coming out of college, you know that you're going to go first round. What team did you – like, if you could have picked any team at that time, what franchise would it have been? Well, you know what's funny? I, I – I would always look at, I would look at management, which is crazy to think. Like at 22 years old, I'm thinking yeah, that's about, the last thing somebody's thinking about is management. About management, right? I'm thinking management. I'm thinking location. I'm thinking about market. He's looking at off the field opportunities. So initially, it was like New York because, ooh, that's where big market, Madison Avenue, big market. But the Jets are sorry, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. So for championships. And, and pedigree and environment and standard was either the Pittsburgh Steelers mm. or San Francisco uh, 49ers because of, uh, of the Bartolo and that whole crew. Right. So that's initially what I was thinking. But I said, you know, I really didn't have a choice because I was like, wherever God puts me, that's where I'm going to wreak havoc. And that's where right. I got to put the blade down, whether it's Miami, Houston, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, it did not matter where it was. That's where I was going to lay it down. Right. And that's why with all the things that you were looking at, Houston and Tennessee was none of those nah. at that time. Right? Nah, like, it wasn't, wasn't, a big wasn't even close. It wasn't even on my radar. Right. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, you was going through, you was going through jock strap. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's right. crazy. Like, Are you kidding me? That like, was like on some bad news bears type of stuff. Oh, no. But it was an NFL was... team. That's the killer. Right. He scared it to his college team. It was like. For lunch, what? for lunch, for lunch, we would have to go leave to go to McDonald's to go eat lunch. Or go what? like to the local gyro store or what? get some Mexican food or so. It wasn't like they have now where they got the cafeteria, they got the chef there, they got the, the yeah. protein shakes with the spinach and kale and the, oh, the Y'all had an hour water. lunch. Y'all had an hour lunch, lunch break. Hey, we had to go get that rice and beans, that Popeye's chicken and biscuits with the honey oh, and, and go get it. Hey, they yeah. was not even thinking about nutrition. <laughs> nah. Hell no. Man, they were smoking cigarettes in the parking lot, man. <laughs> And who knows what else? Who smokes cigarettes nowadays? They smoking cigarettes. That's a throwback. That's a throwback. That's terrible. You know what I mean, like, who does that? Like, terrible. Yeah, um, terrible. Marlo, I know you have something else. I always have stuff. Okay, so have you ever? Okay, I know you said you don't care about singing or anything, but have you ever? done a duet maybe playing with you and your wife all the time that, that shit happens every day yeah you don't media no you know what i, I say listen <laughs> you know we never did but like that's that's day one if that's always happened with us and she gets mad at me because i she says i don't stay on key and i'm like nah <laughs> i'm on key yeah, you're not <laughs> so well, I mean, but for your experience me, me, from his, me. It's not the first time you've been told about Key because when they asked you for your audition, he's like, Key? You <laughs> <laughs> say, what key key? Are you talking about? <laughs> keys to the Beamer? Who got the keys to the Beamer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, Eddie, so with all the things that you have uh, going on uh, with your your businesses, how can how can folks get more information about that um, if they want to, you know, follow you or get financial advice, because it seems like wait, yeah. wait, 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 hold to... on, go ahead, Mark. wait, wait, hold on, wait, one thing. I know that you're a DJ as well. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. What would you say your um your intro song and your exit song is for your set? 
you know what? That's tough, Marlo, uh, because it depends on it depends on the crowd. It depends. It depends on your audience. Like if you if you playing if I'm playing in Tennessee, uh, I can open up with like independent, and then close with Yo Gotti. You know what I'm saying? Because that's I know that I know the Memphis audience. So if, if it's New York, it can be something different. You know, and it depends on the like. The crowd, like if it's like a like a like a thirty and up crowd, you know they they like the old nineties, or do you dealing with some young heads and they like like Gunna or whatever? It just really depends on your audience. Okay, so I'm gonna so leave it at that. Okay, so then what would you say is your signature song? Go to song. signature song that people know that 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 that. If they hear that in the set, they know that they know that is Eddie George. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares. That's 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 me. That's that's. Okay. Any, anything Meek, that's that's what I love. I love I love Philly artists, but Meek to me, like I can pick anything out of Meek and and and, and rock it. That's that's me. Um, but again, you know. I love, I love, I love 90s hip hop. Mob Deep, you know, um, uh, uh, Black Moon, uh, Smith and Wesson. Oh, uh, you are, okay. The, you are the boot yeah, camp click. The boot camp click. Yeah, that's boot okay. camp click. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 I, 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 I love that. That's, that's, that's your me. era. That's my era. All right, no so doubt. before we get out of here, and I know Smooth had put you on, uh, have put you on notice in regards to your favorite or, you know, favorite uh, running back. So now let's do that with MCs real quick. Ah. Yeah. Mm. This, that's your, you know, we know ah. what the is. if we were to say not even top five, top three, and it could be a solo artist or rap group. If you were to say, these are my top three, just favorite hip hop artists, who would that be? All right, mm, that's that's rough. Let me think here. Um, I mean, every, I want to. I, I mean, I must go whole because I've always been a whole since the '90s, and I'm not talking about you know just the recent whole. Like his his first album, Reasonable Doubt, Reasonable to me Doubt. was a classic. Right. Period. My favorite of his. Actually, Marlo, you mine too. Reasonable Doubt, right now, yeah. still bangs. Still, still bangs. Um. See, I gotta give, I gotta pay, I gotta pay like homage to like, like uh, Scarface, cause I'm not gonna put in the top three. Face, face, yeah. incredible. Wu Tang, you could pick any MC. Oh, I nice. can. No, nice. no, wait, no, hold up, no, no, we can't yeah, pick it. Stop you. You can't pick any MC. You can't pick okay, any. Right, right, you got it. You can't, you can't say you got. <laughs> not you got. You got. Okay. okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. You got. Okay. Um, Nas, Nas, I love Nas. But if I'm gonna say, like, as far as consistency, and and, and true and true, a true lyricist is is um, Black Thought. The roots, okay. Period. I mean, he's very consistent. He does different genres of music. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he's probably the best MC out there in terms of. Battle rappers, not put him against Eminem, Most Def, Ho, anybody. I mean, Black Thought is Black Thought is nasty. You no, think really? But I got, yeah, but then then there's Ice Cube, then there's NW, there's the West Coast. I had to hit that, and then there's down. But you know, that's 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 what I would say. It's 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 tough to say who the greatest MC is. You almost have to put him your. You almost have to say who's your top twenty-five. Right. Yeah, no that's, question. That's no. hard. But yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it is. Um. When, how often do you DJ? Like how, like events, like what, what type of, I mean, obviously now things are shut down or whatever, but prior to that, what type of events, like where do you spin at when you get the chance? Well, I, I go downstairs. I have my own set downstairs. I got okay. my, my, my uh, 1200 still. I use Serato. Um, I, I'm a purist. I love the, the feel of vinyl still. Um, so that's, that's what I do. But I've done parties over the years. I've been, there you go. I've been doing parties. Um, 
uh, for over like the last 10 years in LA, ESPN parties. Uh, they call they have this thing called the boom bap here where absolutely what DJs. So like, like I've done that on occasion and just get on, drop a couple of songs that I love. And I love music. I've been DJing since I was 15 years old. And um, I, my mom couldn't afford any DJ equipment. So I would go to my cousin's house and I would fuck his records up, scratch them up, and <laughs> do it. But I was taught, you know, the line, you know, put the line on there to find your start, stop, and um, learning how to cut, learning to transform and all of that. I just love the, the art of DJing. You know, growing up in that era, you fell in love with one of the three forms of hip hop. That was either you was a rapper, a break dancer, graffiti artist, or you DJ. And I tried all of them. You know, right. You know? So that that was it for me. Wait, when you were so, did you break dance? A bat way back in the day. Yeah. What was your name? What What was your dancer uh, name? My dancer name was Easy E. Southwest Philly yeah. Breakers. Oh, out. <laughs> Southwest Philly <laughs> Breakers. Southwest Philly yes. Breakers. E, yes. Was that so had, so the puma, you, had the Puma sweatsuit and everything? All that. Yeah. So when you yeah. so when you made the transition from being a dancer to trying to MC, what was your MC name? No, no, no. You know that stopped real quick. <laughs> that, the MC part was not happening. No, that, no, 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 no. I'm just going to these turntables. Exactly. I'll I'll try to recite some rounds that I learned, but. Freestyle, all that, nah, that's not my, that's not That wasn't you. Nah. I feel like at one point, everybody thought they could rap. Like, everybody yeah, started yeah. writing raps. Oh, <laughs> no question. Marla, did you have a rap? Yeah. What? Absolutely. She, she tries to rap crew. now. Oh, Marla, what was it? What was your rap name? Mookie. Mookie. <laughs> Mookie. <laughs> <My mother, laughs> Hey, uh, can you bust a freestyle yeah, bust some. Bust freestyle? No, I can't bust a freestyle, but I can bust like a rhyme, like my rhyme that I have. What was it? What was Let's the go. Let's go. Rhyme. Go ahead. Bust it, Marlo. Bust your one rhyme. I'm about go. to. I'm Marlo J, and I'm okay. First of all, hold this is the thing. This is the same <laughs> cadence that everybody used, and I don't know why. I'm Marlo J. <laughs> I'm Marlo J, and I'm on the mic. I'm going to rap to you morning, day, and night. I'm going to rap uh, so hard, make the party people bop, because that's what Marlo's all about. <laughs> Marlo, you just made that. There's no way you wrote that. You just made that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you actually took time to write that? Yes, what? what? That, was a, that was fire, what? What? I remember practicing it, what? On the way to school, I had to memorize it. That is so terrible. Uh, <laughs> amazing, man. Oh, man, AM Caffeine Show. Eddie, man, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. This was fantastic. Man, it's been a pleasure. How they can follow you, how they can keep up with what you have going on, all that stuff. Well, listen, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, EddieGeorge2727. Um, if you're interested in the wealth management side, you can look at my website, edwardgeorgewealthmanagement.com. That's edwardgeorgewealthmanagement.com. Um, I have a video on there just talking about why I got into the business and why I'm doing it now. Um, and, you know, go on my website as well, eddiegeorge.com, and uh, see what I'm doing. Uh, and, and that's it. There it is, man. Thank you so much, Eddie. Marlo, thank you for making this happen. I mean, you've been on the show three or four years, and this is probably – no, you've done two good things. But outside <laughs> of that, you've you actually – like, you, you, what you have done is earned yourself another year because you haven't really done <laughs> – Thank you so much. But bring it, so bring much. it yes, bring in Eddie today. This is – Oh, my God. Joe, <laughs> we won. <laughs> AM <laughs> Caffeine Show. Eddie, thank you so much, brother. Anytime. Open door policy here, man. We appreciate everything you Absolutely. have done and continue to do. Thank you so much for having me, Doc. Uh, Marlo, appreciate you. Love you. Like, no love you to homie. Appreciate you bringing me on. Hey, Smooth D, man. Hey, honor to meet you, man. Oh, Keep rocking. Likewise, Quick likewise. question for you, though. You said you yeah. was in a fraternity. What fraternity are you in? Kappa Alpha Psi. 
Half the Alpha Psi. Okay. All right. What about you, Eddie? Yeah. Uh, Omega Psi Phi. I said okay. Ooh, 1911. Okay. 1911. Yeah. It's a good year. Yes, it's a great, it's exceptional good year. year. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's some kind of inside joke. We were both founded in the same year. In the same year, oh. yes. There it is. AM Caffeine Show. We'll be back next week. Once again, you can follow Marlo J at Marlo J. How can they find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at Marlo J. That's M-A-R-L-O-J-A-Y-E. Make sure you subscribe, share, and comment on Black Girl Bucket List, as well as That Girl Said on anywhere on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And for everything else, MarloJ.com. What about you, D? <laughs> hey, go to SmoothD.com. S-M-O-O-T-H-D-E-E. You got me. That's what it is, AM Caffeine Show. Make sure you follow us at AM Caffeine Show each and every Wednesday and Friday. And we will be back. You guys enjoy your holiday and we out. Eddie, thank you so much, brother. Thank Bless you, Eddie. Thank you. Right, Eddie, I got to kick. I got to close it out for you like this. I want you. <laughs> I got to have you. <laughs> yeah. Will it just be me and you? AM Caffeine Show, y'all. You know I want you. Tell me how you feel. I'll be obliged if you step outside. Because my ride is awaiting. I date it, a staking, a nightcap. We mate it, awaken yeah. by smells of perfume that I inhale. I inhale. I inhale. I inhale. They say pippin', baby. Get it, baby. There it is. <laughs>